When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. Hey, everybody. This is Shirley Jew. I am super excited to be introducing you to my new podcast, Shirley's Temple. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. It gives you the resources and tools you need to record, edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It distributes to all major platforms, including Spotify, Apple, you name it. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. Welcome to Shirley's Temple. How are you? I'm good. How you been? I'm like, let me make sure I can hear you. Yeah, I'm in here. We Welcome to Shirley's Temples. Um, I just, I'm honored. You're a legend. You know, one of the most lethal wide receivers and return specialists of all time. Three-time Pro Bowler, Deshaun Jackson. How are you feeling? I'm blessed. I'm alive, man. You know, it's a lot of a lot of things we could be complaining about, but you know, we don't do that because it ain't gonna do nothing. Ain't nobody gonna care. They ain't gonna give two, you know what's. So, you know, we rolling with the punches. Are they, are they, are they, are they thrown as they blow? <laughs> right. Now, facts. Um, okay. I'm like, you can hear me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, how was your day? How was your Tuesday? Oh, my Tuesday was not the usual Tuesday. Uh, <clears throat> I'm usually off on Tuesdays, but we play on Saturday this week. So right. we actually had to work today, but it wasn't, it wasn't too bad of a Tuesday. It was just like an easy Tuesday, but, uh, you know, it was good. Besides the weather, the weather's kind of ugly out here in Vegas. Right. It's raining. It's pouring in L.A. What is it like in Vegas? So, you know, it's desert. So it's like windy, stormy. Dang. Wind's going to blow my house over. I feel like I got a TV outside. It's damn near about to get blown off. Blown off the... Uh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Yo, I actually was just in Vegas uh, at Day in Vegas. Were you out there when they had that? When was it? Dang, I don't even know. Probably like a month ago. But moral of the story, um, my this girl had a condo for like 
hella cheap, like in a high rise. It was beautiful. And I was just shook at how affordable it is to live in Vegas. Oh, yeah, it's nice out here. You can find something for the low, for sure. No state taxes. Right. Damn. Yeah, that's the place. That's the place to be, for sure. How did it feel? Just, you know, you're still close to home. Like, how? how yeah, how are you settling in? Um. Well, I mean, L.A., L.A., you know, this this year was about my first time playing back in L.A., so, you know, it didn't really work out back. But I was fortunate right. enough to be able to, not too far in the street. So, like I said, I'm in Vegas. I'm settled. Uh, got a nice little spot out here overlooking the city. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it don't, get, it don't get no better than this, man. It, I, I love views. I'm a, I'm a lover for views, right. ocean views, city views, mountain views. I love right. that type of shit. When you can just wake up and be inspired, right? For sure. It's just something about the energy it gives you. Be able to just look and just know. And Vegas, see, it's, it's, it's stuff going on 24-7. So I could literally look out there and just imagine what's going on in the casinos and the lights. Right. It's crazy. Do you gamble? A little bit. I mess around a little bit. Yeah, I play okay. cards and, uh, and roulette. Yeah, I mess around a little bit. That's funny. I had Fat Boy on my show. Oh yeah, you did a you did a you had him on your podcast. How was it? Yeah, Fat Boy SSC, he was cool, man. Uh he got we got a lot of similarities, man. He kind of grew up, you know, similar to how I grew up. Just right. from on the opposite end on the opposite end of the world. But no, uh, he was cool, man. Yeah, he was telling me about this his music. He was excited. He got a a blue face um verse that he yeah, felt like yeah. did you <clears throat> one of the hardest blue face uh uh, features he said so yeah he, he was cool you fuck with blueface uh, <laughs> i mean i ain't he his music cool i ain't, I ain't gonna say i don't fuck with him his music his music cool cool i mean i yeah. ain't i'm not like no blue face fan <laughs> yeah but he cool i mean he, he he for the youth he for the young you know he, he a little younger so right you know, it's, it's a different era but he's, he's straight here yeah, L.A. dude, you know, so I, I, was gonna I, say, I support all L.A. dudes for sure. For sure. Speaking of your podcast, I actually had Ricky Williams. I'm so sorry I'm late. We just kept talking. Um, but I was telling him about your podcast and he would love to come on. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I, I respect that dude, man. Uh, how was it? How was the show with him? Oh, my gosh. Phenomenal. Just the fact that he truly felt his purpose not playing football, but now doing astrology and cannabis and he's just so spiritual and that's kind of where i'm striving to go right now like it's hard for me to meditate type shit you know um so yeah i I just everything he's saying was just like resonating with the soul i don't know yeah no i I actually was just watching the the football life with him nfl did like the football life with him he like moved to like Amsterdam and just kind of got up and left and said forget football so my story is interesting man for sure and it's like the reasons why he was smoking and doing what he was doing was <clears throat> bigger than just people thinking he was addicted to you know right. marijuana. That's crazy. Yeah, I respect it. Yeah, he got a, he sure. got a deep And he story. was actually excited when I said your name. I was like, this is so, this is full circle. <laughs> yeah, nah, for sure. I, I, when I was growing up, shit, he was he was one of the top players, man. And NCAA came to the NFL, had a lot right. of success in the NFL. So, nah, he for, he for sure, he a legendary dude. For sure. sure. I love that. Uh, take us back to 2010 uh, against the Giants. There's 14 seconds left on the clock. What's going through your head? Mm, well, I mean, for me, reliving that moment, I, I think that was one of the hands down, one of the best uh, moments of my career, even though I, I've had a lot of 
Big yeah, you've moments. broken many records. <laughs> but yeah, but that one was it was special, man. Like still to this day, I actually was on the Zoom call earlier, um, talking about my podcast with the people that's uh, you know kind of running at it. And he's a uh, he's a diehard Giants fan, New York Giants fan. He just was like. It's like every time I talk to him, he continuously brings it up. They like <laughs> devastated. They'll forever be devastated. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that to us. So Yo. yeah, for me, man, I'm I was living in the moment at that that time. I don't know how I how I did it or what I did, but it was one of those spiritual moments where I was like felt like I was on wings and kind of just scored a touchdown and you know the world was in my hands. Right. When did you know you could score? Because you fumbled it at first, which is just wild to me. Yeah, but I tell people all the time that fumble was a setup. It was believe a setup. I'm done. No, believe it or not, no, nah, it wasn't no setup. But I, I, I like to say it was because when I fumbled, the ball like kind of rolled to the right a little bit. So by the time I picked the ball up, like they all the dudes that was coming to tackle me was like all the way to the right side. So when I picked it up, I seemed like. Seemed like a huge lane. Just stuck my foot in the ground, went straight up that. Uh, made a move. One of my boys <laughs> blocked the dude, decleed him, Jason Avant, from nearest history. Dang. When did you know, like, you were fast? Like, what was your mind? It was something crazy. I think as a little kid, honestly, uh, you know, just growing up, <clears throat> being like one of the fastest kids always on my team. Um, they're striving to, you know, always kind of be the best. Right. So, you know, for me, I, I just look at it as work, work ethic. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was, I've been blessed to have, you know, um, speed and talent from God, but that doesn't discredit the hard work I put into, you know, going out there and uh, perfecting my craft every time I step on the field. So right. I just take, I just take pride at, you know, just being one of the best to ever do it. Facts. That part, man. Well, I think this is what your 14th season Damn, right. why are you going to make me feel that old? No, I'm saying that's tight. <laughs> no, I just messed it. Yeah, no, that's my 14 for sure. Dang. Um, well, I wanted to read you the statistic. Um, so a huge part of the show is mental health. Um, about 12% of the participants showed signs of depression. About one in five reported symptoms of both. Those with the longest careers, 10 seasons or more, had nearly double the likelihood of reporting severe cognitive issues than those with the shortest careers. Um, I guess, yeah, just heading into this 14th season, like how is your mental health? Um, how are you doing? I think we touched on it a little bit last time. Um, and I was yeah. just really happy to hear like your take on it. So I would love for you, yeah. Um, me, I, I feel like I'm in a, um, I'm in a healed space. And the reason why I stay healed, healed is because- That's where we yeah, wanna be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we, we all go through things. I think, you know, individuals all go through things. And I think sometimes, you know, the world or the perception is, oh, we're famous, we got all this money, oh, we don't have issues, we don't have problems, but, you know, them type of people encounter and, you know, deal and go through some of the most worst pains and uh, issues and stress right. levels, I mean, it's it's on and on and on, and I think it's more of, you know, just a lifestyle, you know, uh, at the same time, when I was a young kid, I was playing sports for the love, not to say I don't love it now, but it was like, right. I didn't know no better. Like, I'm just doing what a kid wants to do, having fun and, you know, in the park, just being a little rough, a little hard head dude. So, <laughs> so, so the older, I'm oh, sorry. You're, oh, you're good. No, I know. Hold on. Is quick, that your, on. is that your son? Nah. Oh yeah. That's my son on my thing. Uh, yeah. Hold on. With the Crenshaw shirt, with the swag. Yeah. My bad. I was in it. Yeah. 
I'm sorry about that. Oh, no, you're good. Zoom life, right? Yeah. Um, so, my bad. Basically, um, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nah, so, yeah, basically, you know, just the perception and the reality of someone that's, you know, successful and that's, you know, made a lot of money or whatever the case may be, celebrityness, it's like, you know, the world kind of perceives it as we don't go through real life issues and we don't endure real life feelings and hurt and pain and stuff like that because of whatever the case might be. So, you know, for me, the reason why I use the word healed is because I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot of backstabbing situations, not right. literally, but literally, you know, people that was close family, friends that I thought had my back and, you know, basically betrayed me and really didn't have my back. They was only there for an interest or, or a benefit. And, you know, that's, that's hurtful. Cause you know, you, you live a life and you work so hard to, you know, be if that's financially time, energy you spend into that right. and to, you know, share that with people and, you know, for them to, you know, not be authentic to their real intentions or feelings behind it, you know, it's very hurtful. Um, so for me, like I say, I've just accepted it for what it is. You know, I don't like to live and hold grudges, you know, because right. I feel like, you know, that's bad with anxiety and, you know, stress and all types of things. So for right. me, I'm I'm like, if you owe me money or you ever did anything to me, wish you will, you can have it, keep it. You know, I'm not in need for nothing. I'm Damn, blessed. I'm, you know, I'm I'm alive and life is good for me. So, you know, with that being said, um, you know, day in and day out, I uh, you know, I meditate, you know, I focus on breathing, I stretch and just clear the mind because I feel like, you know, it's so much stuff that you know we go through on a basis Facts. that you know it's, it's it's good to release relieve it and release Facts. for sure i actually had ricky on here and i was asking him how long he meditates for he said two hours before each day before each before he starts each day um what are your yeah. thoughts on that and how long do you meditate for because i'm like two hours yeah honestly um man to each his own man you know i, I uh you know i salute him for that honestly me I really wish, I wouldn't even say I wish, but, you know, I need to really work on, you know, doing it more throughout a day. Um, my Mine is more uh, spirit of moments, just kind of when I'm in need or when I feel it. But, you know, you don't really always want to wait till then. You kind of always want to get into a routine where you could prevent a nervous breakdown or certain things like that. So it's like, you know, it's good for your body just in general, just to breathe and take right. deep breaths. So for me, um, it's not really a set timer. It's not, you know, an everyday thing for me. It's just kind of like spirituality, but I definitely need to, you know, work on it more. For sure. Uh, I was going to, I think last time we talked, you said you had a lot of people to take care of. Um, how many people do you have to take care of? Yeah, my list cut down for sure now. Oh, okay. um, yeah, back then it was a little different. I was, I was back in, back in summer, I was back home and kind of living a little different lifestyle. But, uh, you know, once Got the season it. started, I kind of, you know, I, um, you know, I shrinked it a little bit, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, probably like eight to 10 people. Okay. For Not sure. too bad. Yeah. You got Not kids. I feel it. Is that yeah, a kids, moms, you know, you know, sister, you know, brother, you're just looking out, you know, <laughs> facts. I respect it. Is that a paperclip bracelet? Can I see that? Oh, yeah, That's hard. It. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. You have yeah. a pen. Say a, a safety pen. What is it? 
The safety pin. Oh, safety pin. Dang, I thought it was paperclip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, safety pin. That's funny. You gotcha, gotcha. Gotta, gotta safety. You gotta, gotta pin yourself. You gotta, it's all about safety in life. You know? Ooh, Living. I love that. Safety Is that yourself. like your mantra that philosophy yeah that's the philosophy on the safety pen you know you just got to be safe out here you know the world is crazy man the world we living in you in la i know you're seeing all the stuff going on it's crazy out here, man. you don't know you don't know what the hell going on nowadays man so you got to protect your energy protect your spirit protect your space right man it's real everything you said dang that's wild um just talk about yeah i know you your first football game you went to right it was a uh, at the coliseum against the raiders that's just so mm-hmm. full circle that you're going back to black and silver. How does it feel? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, honestly, man, it's, I never really envisioned it. I never probably could predict this, um, you know, but it just shows how, how much God works, man. You know, he's in favor. He's always uh, pulling, um, you know, for me. And uh, you know, I, I'm just honestly blessed with the opportunity to present us at hand. So uh, with that being said, yeah, I remember I was a little, I was probably like, when it's like eight or nine when I right. went to that game at the Coliseum and uh, my older brother used to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. And uh, he he had a relationship with the head coach at the time. So they was in LA playing and we just went to the game. We got on the sidelines and took pictures with a few cheerleaders, you know, it was, yeah. was popping out. You couldn't, you couldn't really tell me nothing. It was a little pretty, little pretty Asian, little pretty white, little hey, cheerleaders. Asian in like, the hey. building. <laughs> yeah, I was on the side like going crazy. Like, yeah, that's what it's like. All right, I'm gonna be here one day. All right. Real. What did, you, what did you see that day that made you fall in love with football? I was already in love with football that day, oh, okay. but um, or, by then, yeah, by love. then, I, I yeah. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I just, I mean, it's just like that it's just like almost being an artist or like being or, or like a rapper or somebody like you on stage and you performing it's like the whole world's looking at you it's just something right. about that feeling like you know when I was sitting there on the sideline I'm just like man all these people are here watching they like fans like diehard fans of some of these players so it's just like I felt like the players it was playing was like almost bigger than the world so it's right. just like kind of like triggered me I'm like man if I ever get a chance not even, not if I ever get a chance, but when I get the chance or whatever I need to do, I'm going to do it the right way so I can get here. So Dang. that's what made me have my head on the right way and just knew, like, you know, it was possible to make it. Right. Uh, how was it seeing your brother play for the Chiefs and how did that affect your own, you know? Yeah, for me, I was young, man. My my my, uh, my older brother, he played only like two years. He was like more of a developmental uh, practice squad player. He oh, never okay. was really like a like a starter or a pro bowler. So I used to like always give my brother a hard time. Like I'm like, you made it, but then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get there and be way better Dang. than you. Like, I'm gonna be a pro bowler. <laughs> like I was talking shit earlier. I'm like, you know, watch. That's hilarious. But that was just the swag, you know. I was a little cocky little <laughs> bad little kid. I just, you know, had the swagger and just I knew like everything I could talk, I could back it up. Right, for sure. Did you ever have any type of spiritual awakening? Like the moment you realize what meditating did for you, the moment you, you know, got to know yourself a little more? Um, honestly, I don't, I don't really, I necessarily don't really feel like it was a, a certain situation or a time where I kind of just felt, felt myself from, you know, the meditating or just, anything in my life I just think like I've just accomplished and over overcame so much stuff adversity it's just almost like 
you know how you say something is like it's destined into you or it's like a purpose or it's like meant to happen almost right it's just that's it's kind of been that way for me you know so through every step of the way it's just like always just encountered you know a, a negative into a positive almost right whatever that negative was it always turned into a positive because throughout the way it was like I was always I was too small I wasn't good enough that I'm never gonna make it to this level then when I made it to this level oh, I'm never gonna make it to the next level it was like it was always like a challenge or something that somebody hating or somebody saying I couldn't do it so it's just like after up one check uh, knock in my uh, next one like every step of the way it's like you crossing out that checklist right. it's like all right now what now what they're gonna say now right I done got the records I got two more to get another record I got plenty of, like you know what I'm saying like what can you I was say? gonna ask you what record means the most out of because you have so many it's just like man um well I'm not quite ready to answer that right now because I, I, oh, I you have one more I, I yeah I gotta once I get this one record then I will be able to like yeah honestly it might be the one I'm chasing right now but I don't want right. to predict it too soon yet because I still gotta go get it so we're gonna do another interview <laughs> when that happens first one I call sure. dibs <laughs> for sure how does it feel to have because it's funny because I was asking Ricky um do you have a podcast? He has an astrology astrology podcast. Like he has like a relationship app. It's crazy, but yeah. How is it having your own Fade the Booth podcast? Uh, you got to interview Lil Wayne. Uh, I only got to do an email interview with him. So how was that? Lil Wayne was dope, man. I actually got like a real personal relationship with Lil Wayne, man. We uh, man, we re we really be hollering. You know, that's like my big bro, man. Uh, well, I grew up. Man, Carter one, Carter two, Carter three. I was going to ask your favorite Carter. Yeah, it might be probably probably Carter one, man. Really? Uh, I, A lot I'm, of people I'm say two. I'm I mean Carter two hard too, but I'm old school Lil Wayne. Like I'm, I'm the first three, honestly, one, two, and three. They all three's, up there. They're, they're, three's my favorite. Three's my favorite. Yeah, they they all up there with me. So yeah, man. I like I said, I got a personal relationship with with, with uh, Tonchi. And uh, man, the interview was dope, man. I already got to find out some things I didn't really know about him. He opened Back. up and talked about, you know, a lot of, you know, things he grew up seeing is, you know, he shot himself, uh, right. you know, his pop, his pops are around. He talked about his, his OGs in the neighborhood that he grew up. He talked about how his mom was to him and his little brother. I don't right. know if his little brother, older brother, but yeah, he went in depth, man. Yeah, everybody who ain't seen it yet, man, and want to know about a little Tunchi, man, go check it out, man. That was, right. that was, that was a special interview. For sure. I love that your whole thing is like you want to in inspire people, you want to motivate people. How does it feel to be talking to these same people that inspired you type shit? You know, now you're in this position to do it. For me, it's a dream come true, man. I, ne I never really get satisfied. I never really um, surprise myself. You know, the reason why I said it is because, you know, I, I try to shoot for the stars every okay. at any given time. You know, I'm, I'm trying to shoot for the stars. I'm not content. You know, I continuously want to go out and do great things in the world. I want to motivate. I want to. I want to encourage. I want to. Uh, you know, uplift people. You know, so all all my shit I do is is about just being real and authentic to me. Because you know, being a professional athlete, you know, sometimes the narrative, the narrative of the story can change to, you know, the perception of these uh, uh, bloggers and these right. freaking whatever they want to be called. You know, they they make their their stories you know so for me and my podcast I get to determine what I talk about I right. get to determine my, what I want to say 
when I want to say like I ain't, right. I ain't in no not to say I ain't in the spotlight because I'm always under a spotlight but you know it's it's to the T of what I want to talk about right you know? for sure I respect that I was actually asking Ricky sorry there's so many similarities but he was like I was asking him how much the media affected him just because he suffered mm-hmm. with social anxiety but just in general you, you know you have eyes on you at all times um how did the media affect you and yeah how do you and they paint they they painted I mean honestly I I, I I can't say it. You know, they painted a picture on me that probably, you know, wasn't what it was. You know, right. I, I grew up how I grew up and, you know, I, I'm from where I'm from and I can't change that. But, you know, uh, yeah, they 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 perceived the image that, you know, I was the street criminal hood dude that made you seem like I was a felon or right. I didn't been in prison and I didn't done all this crazy stuff in the streets. Like it just, it, it was crazy. But, you know, once again, you know, I learned from it, you know, because I was young and, you know, I, I, you know, I posted things on Instagram and hanging out with friends and certain things. But it's like, you know, in the business world, sometimes, you know, you got to be careful in what you put out there because some, sure. people don't, some people don't know how to handle it. You know, I can be hanging out with my boys that I grew up with since I've been a little kid and the viewer might be like, oh, they ain't nothing but a bunch of criminals or, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's just things like that. But once again, um, you know. I never been a felon. I never went to jail. Like I, right. I have no record. I'm, I'm uh, squeaky clean. So for me, it's just it's just funny how they how they perceive things and they portray these images of these people. You know. For sure, I feel you, man. Well, uh, real quick, I want to touch on uh, you were in All Eyes on Me. I think. Wait, you is it true you invested in the film too? Yeah, I had a little part in there. You know, it did it didn't do all we expected it to do, but you know. It, <laughs> It, it made sense. Honestly, for me, it, it was What just did you expect it to do? Nah, man, we... It ain't even just me. We... Oh, okay. Uh, everybody a part of the film, you know, from Morgan Creek to uh, to the program pitchers, the Benny Boone, LT Hutton, like all the people that involved me in it, you know, projected it to go crazy, you know? And I think they kind of like damn near broke even or like made a little, a little less back. I think it was like 30 million or somewhere in that range. Right. Of like what was all put into the film and, you know, but like I say, we, we expected it to be a hundred million, you know, one fit, like that's Tupac. But you know, for me, regards to the money thing, it was just an honor for me to be a part of something like that with Tupac. Cause I'm a for sure. Tupac. I know like, you are. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of my all time favorites. And uh, I love that, you know, just he, how he inspired me as a young kid and, you know, when I was young and going through it in the streets right. and, you know, when oh, I had adversities, I threw on them headphones and listened to that pod. He got me through a lot of things when I was younger. Damn, that was the Eminem show for me. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, dear mama. Right. So my mom and dad, my mom and dad broke up and they split up and my mom moved to Atlanta and I stayed in L.A. with my dad. Damn. Or initially, initially I went to Atlanta, but then I couldn't really do it because the sports wasn't that good. So then I came back to L.A. with my dad. And I just remember just being a little kid, just torn in between a mother and a, a father and just sitting in a car one day and a dear mama came on and my mom was in Atlanta. I was in LA with my pops and I was wow. just crying like out my eye. I just was, boy, it was, it was tough. It was, it was tough. But yeah, that Damn. dear mama put me, got me through a lot of things for sure. That's so beautiful. Damn, no, definitely. To, I was actually going to ask what your favorite Tupac song, but now we know. Um, yeah, actually, dear mama for sure. Anything? Any other close runner-ups? Uh, I mean, again, against all odds. I mean, no, uh, America's Most Wanted. Um, shit, Hail Mary. 
Yeah. I mean, shit changes. I mean, yeah. shit, don't get me started on Tupac. I go all day. It's funny because yeah. I actually uh, interviewed Fredro Starr the other day. Um, and he, I don't know if you saw in Complex, but they had asked Joey Badass, uh, who's a better rapper turned actor, Tupac or Fredro Starr? Who, who, who answered that? Oh, Joey Badass had to answer, but I'm just wondering what your answer would be. I'm going pop. Okay, yeah. The pressure star killed today. it too. Nah, he did for sure, but I'm 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 a pop. I can't go against pop. <laughs> I feel um real quick. Um, you mentioned your dad. Um, I actually I, did. You get to see King Richard, the new Will Smith movie? I haven't. King Richard. Oh my no, gosh! It. It's time to take the family, Deshaun. And when did it come out? It came out a few weeks ago, but it's uh Will Smith plays Venus and Serenium Williams. Venus and Serena that, Williams' dad. Yeah. Is it is it on uh it's Amazon? on HBO Max? Oh HBO Max, okay. But when and I tell you about Hulu, watch it, it ain't no? on Hulu or none of that. Hulu? I think it's just HBO Max but the theaters. Do you like going to the movies? Cause it's a vibe in the movies. Yeah, it is. I ain't much, I ain't been to the movies probably in like like three like two or three months. But yeah, I go out, I'll go check it out if it's if it's worth going to see. It's, it's For like sure. That. Well, what really stuck out to me because like Will had such an impact on his girls, you know, tennis careers, like um, how was your dad's impact on you? I know that he played a big role as well. Oh, man, shit, without my pops, I wouldn't be sitting there talking to you. Not to say my mom didn't play a part, too, but, you know, pops don't do his doing, man. People said he was crazy and didn't yeah, understand nothing. But, yeah, without pops, shit, he was he, he was the vocal point. He was the driven meter. Like, it was everything. And, yeah, I credit him for sure. And talk about just creating a foundation, I think, for pancreatic cancer, right? Because that's what he Yeah, meant. for sure. Yeah, and nah, I, uh, so back in 2009, you know, me and my mother uh, kind of came together, you know, it was a devastating loss we took, wow. you know, with, the, with, our, with my pops. And, uh, you know, I just, throughout that process, seeing my dad go through what he went through, it wasn't really too much um, science and uh, information on pancreatic cancer. So for me, I was like, man, I don't want people to have to go through that. And it takes out you know, I think like 75% of African-Americans, you know, uh, you know, people. So, you know, for me, I was just like, man, yeah, I, I had to, I had to go back to it and just, you know, start a foundation and kind of try to find uh, research and um, yeah, just everything, man. It, it was tough. It was a tough right. process. Definitely. That's awesome. Uh, what, what are those combos with Jerry Rice like? You said with the combos? Yeah. Oh, Jerry Rice was a motivator, man. He uh, so when I first made it to the NFL, um, he you know had a ch I had a chance to work out with him, and once again, he's one of the best to ever play. And uh, you know, for me to be critiqued by him and him telling me like I only had like one issue out of all my routes, it was like shh. I was like wow, like he told he could have told me every route was an issue and he could have fixed this, but he was like nah, just one route. Like you just need to do this on this one route and then everything else. I don't Dang. see no issue. I was like, wow, that's that's big. Right. What about you? Are you mentoring anyone? Um, I got actually a little protege, man. He's in high school. He plays at my high oh, school. Oh wow, Long Beach high school? <clears throat> yeah, he go he go to my uh, alma mater, Long Beach Poly. And uh he's a uh Jay Robinson. He's a sophomore. He's man, he got a lot of upside. So I'm uh, you know, just kind of taking him under my wing and um you know, just kind of giving them all the insights to kind of what to expect and, 
you know, what to look for going going after these colleges and when he's going to have offers and <clears throat> just really trying to keep his head on the right way, you know, and just kind of keep motivating. Right. That's beautiful. Man, well, what are you most excited for next? Ah, man, life, you know. Uh, Facts, that prosperity, part. you know, get, get, get giving great energy out to the universe and receiving the back end. You know, for me, I just feel like, you know, you, you you receive what you put out, you know, so I give love, I share love, and I uh, share insight, you know, so for me, um, just continuously going out there, motivating the youth, um, wanting to see the youth be better than where we are currently, you know, because the the, the youth is our future, so uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and uh, look forward to continuously um, being that, that guy out there, you know, where Whenever you see me, holla at your boy. Don't be afraid to holla. I know right. people be like, man, you look like you don't want to say nothing or don't be, you look uh-huh. like you mad. I'm like, nah, I just, you know, I don't really open up until I already know you want some positivity. So right, if, right, you right. Give, if you give out good positivity, you must receive. I love that. I love that. I'm on that wave too. Uh, we're going to end with a little Spitfire round called yeah. Temple 10. Let's do Ready? it. Do you have that on your podcast? I don't. Um. <laughs> I might still have, but no, I ain't gonna still have. Let's right. go. Ahead, but. All right. Uh, first question. Favorite emoji? Uh, the blue, the blue face. The um, like the smiley face, like the ice cold one. Yeah. Uh, favorite snack? Gushers. That's funny. Um, favorite pregame song? All eyes on me. <clears throat> uh, biggest fear? Jumping out of plane. <laughs> Skydiving. Dang. <laughs> um, celebrity crush. I don't got one no more. <laughs> what? Who was the old one? Uh, probably J when I was younger. Oh, okay, for sure, for sure. Wait, you mentioned jumping out of plane. I had the professor on first, and he said heights was his scary, uh, his biggest fear. Is that? Are you scared of heights? No, nah, I ain't really. I mean. If- I ain't not, not necessarily. If I look down and I, it look crazy, I'd be like, ooh, it, it'll kind of do something to my stomach, but I ain't necessarily scared of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> top three football players of all time. Ooh, um, man. Ooh, that's a tough one right there. Of all time, I go Barry Sanders, Randy Moss, Deion Sanders. Ooh. I'm like, you're thinking about that one. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, favorite sex position? Missionary. <laughs> Ricky <laughs> said creative missionary. I was like. <laughs> creative missionary. Right? That boy, fool. <laughs> um, ideal day off? Oh, man, at the house playing uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> hey, that part. Mine's Carter 3. <laughs> For sure. Blasting it. What's your favorite song off Carter 2? Ooh. Uh, Carter 2 is with the Hey DJ. Is that that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go DJ. Go DJ. That's, that's my, my DJ. DJ. Yeah, you know, that's my name, DJ, too. Oh, yeah. Wait. <laughs> wow. I thought, I thought that song was always, I thought that song was always about me. I'm like, he talking about me. Right. <laughs> for that's sure. Hilarious. That would be my life anthem for sure. Exactly. Uh, dream guest for Fade the Booth. You probably had him on already, but who's your next one? Who's <laughs> Denzel Washington. Ooh, make that happen. Manifest. Let's get it for That's sure. <laughs> First thing that comes to mind, Deshaun Jackson. Turned up. 
Appreciate you for having me. Girl. Thank you, you for coming on Shirley's Temple. We got mad gifts for you. We're going to mail them to you. You always give me right on the gifts. We're going to keep that, you know, a secret. But yeah, keep coming with the you. gifts. You, you a legend for the gifts. I appreciate it. Of course. I got you. I appreciate you. Yo, yo, this your boy, Deshaun Jackson in the house. We right here. Check it out. Shirley's Temple. You feel me? We're going to get it. Much love. Salute. 100. We out the building like that, though. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate your time for real, for real, for real. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.